Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. I'm sorry, were you laughing over there? Yes, I'm laughing. You know why I'm laughing? Yes, tell because me. Of the Eastern, tell me why. Because of the Eastern Conference teams, the Miami Heat are fourth when it comes to odds of winning the title. They're behind the Philadelphia 76ers, and the 76ers don't know what the hell they're going to do with James Harden. That's, an That's how laughable this take is about the Heat going further than the Bucks this year with Dame and Giannis. It's ridiculous. Cece, should we take that bet? Oh, should bet we, good. Should we make that bet, right bet now? Bet good. Bet good. Bet We're going to take that bet. What's the bet? What's bet at good. stake here? Whatever okay. you want. Think about that for a second. Whatever I mean, you want to bet. Up here. It is unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, Not presented money. by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM 80, <laughs> ESPNU, ESPN app, all of our great stations across the country. What are we talking about? We're talking about the mega trade yesterday between Milwaukee, Portland, and Phoenix. While they're thinking of the bet and probably what I'm going to have to do, which I'm going to hate, uh, I will give you the setup on the trade here. This was a trade involving two title contenders. We're all agreeing on that. Milwaukee and Phoenix are in championship or bust mentality right now. It involves a Hall of Famer. Dame's going to the Hall of Fame one day. It involves an all-star. Drew Holiday has been an all-star in this league, and it involves a guy that's a number one overall pick in DeAndre Ayton leaving Phoenix. That is what we call a mega deal yesterday in the NBA. Bucks get Dame Lillard. The Phoenix Suns take one big piece in DeAndre Ayton, trade him out to try to get more uh, pieces to supplement their stars. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. They get Yosef Nurkic, who's going to be their starting center. Defensive-minded, screen setter. Grayson Allen, who's an agitator coming off the bench. Nasir Little, on a good contract, can play the wing. Keon Johnson, former first-round pick. And what Portland did here is they said, hey, we have a, a lot of guards on our team. We drafted Scoot Henderson. We've got Anthony Simons on a deal. He's a scorer. We've got Shaden Sharp, who can do a lot of things on the wing and they're really banking on and they gave Jeremy Grant who's going to be their power forward a ton of money thinking he was going to play alongside Dame he's not bad deal for them doesn't make sense let's put a young center with him they do that with DeAndre Ayton and now they say we're going to keep this Dame asset going so to speak and we're going to take Drew Holiday great guy on and off the floor one man of the year award elite defender and we are going to see who around the league wants him because Drew Holiday is on a lesser deal than Dame, can play multiple positions in a way that Dame can't, can play next to an offensive-minded player like Steph, but could also play next to a defensive-minded player if need be and play in that point guard and score for you. And so they are going to try to take him and flip him to a contender and Basically, every contender that has an ability to trade for him will do so. The biggest loser in this, people are saying, obviously, is Miami. He wanted to go to Miami. He's not going to Miami. Milwaukee rolls the dice. I think it's a great move by their organization because what they're saying is, we want to win now, and we don't want Giannis to ever to leave, and this is our way of going about that. Yeah, it's hard to grade the trade when we don't know exactly what the final pieces are because the Blazers are going to flip Drew Holiday. But on its face, it feels like a win-win-win for all three of the teams that are involved. But it rarely works out that way where everybody involved in a deal wins. And if I got to point to a team that has significant risk when it comes along with the downside of it, it has to be the Bucks. 
with Damian Lillard. Like, I get that he's an all-NBA performer. The guy's coming off a year where he averaged 32 points a game and he was top 10 in assists. But you're also talking about a player over the last two years that played in 87 of a possible 164 games. So there is the injury risk associated with adding this guy to your roster. On paper, the Bucks got significantly better, but the games aren't won and lost on paper. It actually has to play out over the course of a regular season and in the postseason. And Dame is a guy that has four years remaining on his contract and north of $215 million. So if things don't work out with a rookie head coach in year one being paired with Giannis, then there is the question of whether or not Giannis will re-sign, whether or not he'd extend with the Bucks beyond the upcoming season. So I think that's the backdrop to what the Milwaukee Bucks will or won't be this upcoming season. So there is a ton of pressure on the Milwaukee Bucks organization to make this thing work out and to go on a deep playoff run. Absolutely. I love that they're swinging for the fences with this one. I love that Damian Lillard is getting to go to a place where he has an opportunity to win, even if it wasn't his preferred destination. But Ev, I can't understand how you think that this might be a good Good thing for the Heat or that they're going to somehow be better than the Milwaukee Bucks this season or that they'll get farther in the postseason because on paper, I don't see how that could possibly happen. Well, I don't think it's a good thing missing out on Dame. I'm not saying that. Obviously, like you want a Dame. How can you not want Dame? I just think the Cavs have better odds to win it. the East yeah, than the Miami. Well, the Cavs. Go, take that the bet. Cavs. Take that bet. The Cavs are plus 950 to win the East. The Heat are plus 1600. Take the bet. I'll ta- we're taking the bet. Right. So here's how, the thing. how much louder or do I have to scream smalls <laughs> or tell him that taking we're it. taking the bet? We're taking you're it. saying that the Heat I, are going to go farther than the Bucks, and we think you're out of your mind. We need to have you drug tested by HR. Like, that's how oh, far, out, that's how far out you're taking with it right an, now. With an asterisk. Health. Everybody's healthy. Right. So the drug test would be my dream. I don't drink. I don't smoke nothing. I've never been drunk in my life. A so. drug test is your dream? Yeah, because... It feels like you're drunk off of the gonna, Miami Heat Kool-Aid right uh, now. That I am. Yes. But I've always said this. A drug test would be my dream because there's a lot of people, I'm not saying you guys, in the world that you know will participate every so often. That's their right. It's legal in, in many states, yeah. whatever. My thought is if it's illegal at a company, people get fired and then I can move up the food chain. Because <laughs> wow. I'm like, wow, I passed the drug test. I yeah. learned a lot about you right now. Yeah, oh, right, yeah. right. Got to move up. So speaking of which, what is the bet? What are we actually betting? Yeah. Okay. Are you so, going to shave your head? What are we doing? No, no, I don't want to shave, shave your my head. head. Well, I mean, you're you're so confident. You the stakes really shouldn't matter. The stakes shouldn't matter if shave you're an that eyebrow? confident. Shit, no, shave an eyebrow. Yeah, I, I, could do, I like I'll that do idea. The actually, slit yeah. in the eyebrow, like Dylan. You McKay, can shave your eyebrows, style. and what can happen is we'll let you paint them on every day if you want to. I don't want to shave my eyebrows. Well, no, well, give me well, you, else. well, I mean, you're saying that you're this confident that the Heat are going to go further in the playoffs than the Bucks. What I'm saying to you is, I think it's funny that people want to doubt this team. Miami in the regular season last year was actually horrible, and yet they still made it to the NBA Finals, which is not good enough. I'm not saying it's good enough when you have Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo. This was a swing and a miss. They swung and they missed for Kevin Durant. They swung and they missed for Donovan Mitchell and Bradley Beal to some extent. Not exactly like this. They were going to offer very little for those guys in comparison to what they potentially would offer for Dame. They swung and they missed for Giannis, who re-signed in Milwaukee, who they probably still would want if this doesn't work out. All I'm saying is two things can be true. The Milwaukee Bucks could hit a home run yesterday, and you could still believe in the Miami Heat, and that this organization can still find their way back to the Eastern Conference Finals, the NBA Finals. And and I see you wagging your pen. No, around. I got it. I figured it out. Oh, I know that? exactly what's what up? we're going to do with the bet. Here's the stakes. Okay. So when it's official that the Bucks have gone farther in the playoffs than the Miami Heat, right? Every day of the week, 
Ev has to wear a different Milwaukee Bucks jersey. Okay. Okay. Every single for the that. remainder of the playoffs, every day of the week, he's got to wear a different Milwaukee Shake Bucks jersey. Can I throw a caveat in there? Can I throw a caveat in there? What's the caveat? Can he, in addition to wearing the jersey, we has to write wrong on his forehead every day? That's a little much. I just no, it's not. He's very confident. Wow. Why you gotta do that? I'm just saying. Whatever do to you. Right? <laughs> you're very confident. Why you got to be so very, rude? You're, you're Don't con- you know I'm human, too? Oh, come on. Wearing a jersey is not that bad. No, it's not. The wrong, I'll do the wrong one day. I'll do the wrong one day. Yeah, okay. The, I mean, wrong, people, the wrong on your forehead one day. suggestions, too, if they the wrong okay. on the one. At Evco Radio, there there, the Dr. There Pepper uh, chime-in line there. there we of go. course, you can do that. At Unsports ESPN, at Evco Radio, at Chris Canty 99, at M. Smallman. Be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. So if we're wrong, do we have to write the wrong on our forehead? Cece, oh yeah! Why'd you bring I that up? Even... Cece, oh, what are you doing? I, just, I, just, I never no, thought of the other she's, throwing, she's throwing these things out there, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to sign up that just wrong. A, do you know what? No, my boy. I am so to dumb. I just shook on a bet that didn't have the other way. I realized it, but that didn't happened. want to say a word because I don't want to have. Okay, to. then you guys got to do the Heat jerseys. The Heat jerseys. Yeah, but here's the thing: I don't dislike the Bucks. It's a good jersey. That's. I don't like the Sixers. I don't like the Celtics. I'm not a fan of those teams. I have no ill will and no agitation towards the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they're a great franchise with a great centerpiece around that franchise in Giannis. So I'm more so rooting for the Heat here, and I think Dame is going to be awesome with them. I, I can't wait to see you walk in with the Bobby Porter. Jersey on. I can't wait for it. Bobby I can't wait. Portis. I can't wait for it. I can't yeah, wait can, for it. I, no, it's got to be Yon. Is it a five different jerseys or is it a Dame jersey? No, 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 every no, 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 no. It's five different players' jerseys. Five different jerseys. Okay. Yeah, yeah we can do that. Yeah, I, wa- do that. I want it to be like random jerseys. Like, because you're going to have a Giannis jersey. Yep. You're going to have a Dame jersey. Yep. But I want you to have to go with those deep cuts. You go want with, like the. A Brooke Lopez jersey. Yeah, a Chris, Lopez. Chris Middleton jersey. Oh, no, that's Malik not Beasley. Jersey. <laughs> Hell, even Pat Connaughton. I want all the jerseys from the Bucks players. I want you to have to have them all. That's what I that's want. That's fine. We can arrange that's that. That's what I want. I can, I can arrange that. Yeah. Now I need to think of the other way, though. You, you have to arrange it if you lose. That's yeah, the uh, we'll, we'll do that. And I'll okay. wear uh, wrong will be on my head uh, yeah, at some point. Go. There we go. I do <laughs> want to point out this. This is something that I don't remember ever seeing in sports. And maybe I just missed something. A spite trade. The Milwaukee Bucks got Dame Lillard because they offered Drew Holiday. Right. And and really because Portland clearly wanted DeAndre Ayton. But I have never heard about in all my years covering, watching and being a fan of sports, a team saying, I will not talk to you about a deal. Pat Riley and Danny Ainge famously do not like each other. Mm -hmm. They have made a trade before in the past. Like they've had conversations. They openly do not like each other. Maybe those two directly aren't speaking, but members of the organization. There have been countless reports that Portland would not even speak to Miami. Well, I mean, we had that with the Houston Rockets once upon a time when Daryl Morey went with the Sixers. Remember, there was no way in hell that the Rockets were going to trade James Harden to the Sixers when Daryl Moore was there. Now the Brooklyn Nets ended up getting involved. The Ben Simmons of it all was able to facilitate that. But remember, the Rockets didn't want to trade James Harden to the Sixers. Turns out the Rockets were doing the Sixers a favor, and they just didn't understand it at that point. Right. I'll say this. It doesn't happen that often in sports where teams are willing to cut off their nose despite their face. And the presumption that you're operating under is that the Miami Heat would have offered a better trade package to the Portland Trailblazers than what we saw with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, we'll never know because we don't know the ins and outs, the details. But what I will say is this. It it seems like there was this underlying 
I, I guess, agenda for the Portland Trailblazers where they wanted to make sure that they were in control mm-hmm. of what their franchise no was going to do. And you're starting to see the NBA governors take a different stance when it comes to NBA player demands. Coming up, Brian Winhorst, host, of course, of the Hoop Collective podcast, ESPN app, ESPN NBA insider, great writer, great reporter, great podcast. He will join us next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPNU, we are presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM 80, and of course ESPN app and all of our great ESPN stations across the country. The Heat won a dame. Oh, see, why you got to do that? But they were just front. <laughs> you know he's going to. Play with Giannis <laughs> in Milwaukee. Look at Ed's face. He's so salty. <laughs> oh, that was good. You know, was you, just, you just turned on it. That was well done. See, I don't hate the Bucks. I actually really like the Bucks. But you don't have Dane. No, I don't. But here's the thing. You guys, you make fun of me for being a Heat fanboy, and I am. I'm a fanboy of the Miami Heat. I'm also, as you guys know, a huge fanboy of Brian Windhorst. Yes. I freaking love Brian Windhorst. I'm on the way in this morning, and I'm listening to the Hoop Collective podcast. <laughs> Here's a little teaser. There's a moment in the podcast with Brian and Tim McMahon and Tim Bontemps where Brian is taken by surprise on one thing that Bontemps said that Brian did not think of, and Brian thinks of literally everything beforehand, that he had a moment of, wow, I didn't consider that, and he wrote about it in his latest piece at ESPN.com. You'll see it. There's a big tease on that with that, and Brian joins us. Now, Hoop Collective Podcast, of course, available on the ESPN app. All right, Wendy, bigger deal yesterday that Giannis gets Dame or that Jimmy and Bam don't? Here's the thing, Evan. I don't think that Jimmy and Bam were ever really close to him. And I know that it, it looked like that was a good fit. 
you know, I can't say for sure who might have sent a text message or a third party reach, 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 um, you know, reach around. But I don't think that the Heat and the Blazers really talked for almost three months. I think they talked at Summer League, didn't connect, and I don't think they ever had another serious discussion based on my understanding. And I don't know if that's a Heat issue or if that's a Blazers issue or it's just one of those things in the human condition. I don't think it was ever going in that direction. And I do think it we sort of was always out there like, okay, if the Blazers have nothing, they'll come back to the Heat. Maybe that's what Miami thought. It's a bit of a, of, a, of a rough moment for the Heat because I think one of the reasons they were maybe considering not going all in for Dame Lode was because the possibility that Giannis could be available next year and maybe that would be a better player to try to go after if he becomes available. Now Dame goes to a place that could, and I will say could, I don't know for sure, could keep Giannis in Milwaukee more long-term. So not a great day for the Miami Heat, but I will tell you this, and I've believed this for a long time, the Miami Heat are never desperate. I've seen these Heat fans very, very upset and frustrated at Pat Riley. Guys, they were in the finals a couple of months ago. They are going to be another competitive team this year, and whatever star player becomes available will have interest in Miami. That's the way of the world. Brian, there's a lot of tentacles to this story, but let's stick with Miami. Since it's obviously not Damian Lillard, what do you think the next move is for them? I think the next move is they come to training camp as a team that won the Eastern Conference last year and look to try to get back there. They have a couple of very interesting young players. I agree. It's not going to be like watching Dame and Jimmy play together. But uh, Jaime Jaquez, Nikola Jovic, these are guys who can get better. The Miami Heat are not going to have the best record in the league this year, but they might, by the end of the season, be one of the best teams. That's the way it always is. Eric Spolstra always makes that team better from start to finish, and I'd expect it, I would expect it to happen again. Um, I know it's a setback, but I would not give up on the Heat. The Heat always have other cards to play. It's one of the advantages of being located in South Florida. Brian, I know everybody wants to spend a lot of time talking about the upside for the Milwaukee Bucks and how their odds to win the NBA title essentially got shortened in half. They went from plus 750 before the trade to now plus 375. Overwhelming favorites, but what is the risk for the Milwaukee Bucks associated with making this big swing with Damian Lillard? Yeah, Kathy, that's a fair question. I don't like that price at 375. I don't think that their odds were reduced. I think... You know, just spitballing it, maybe they got 10% better. Um, and that's not, that's not me diminishing the impact of Dame with Giannis. That is awesome for the league. I am so excited to watch these two guys play. It's a true blue, uh, you know, grade A blockbuster. Rarely do we see true blockbusters like this. It's awesome. But they went from having a Hall of Fame two-way point guard, because that's what I think Drew Holiday is, to trading for a Hall of Fame, Uber Hall of Fame, one-way point guard. The Milwaukee Bucks ranked 15th in the league in offense last year, and part of that was because Chris Middleton missed almost the entire season with injuries. And they struggled against the Heat, putting points on the board. So they said, we're going to go get one of the most dynamic offensive players in the history of the game. And Dame, if you look at the, at the Blazers' offensive rankings during his career, they are residents in the top five. And I will almost guarantee with health that the Bucks are going to go from number 15 into that top five, maybe top three, maybe top two. They're going to be dynamic offensively, but they're just not going to be as good defensively. When you trade a guy like Drew Holiday, you are giving something up. So on balance, I do think the Bucks did get better. But the big thing to me is, as happy as Giannis might be with this transaction, does this mean he's now going to extend? 
Because if he's not extending, and we're going to hear from him on Monday about this, if he's still not extending, then the Bucks are in the same situation that they were in, which is win this year or start to sweat. And they've basically just doubled, quadrupled down on that position. I, I applaud them. They listened to what Giannis said, and they pushed all their chips in. They already had like 99% of them, and they went even harder. I admire that. But I'm not sure that this trade materially changes the pressure situation that they had on their plate. Talk with Brian Windhorst, of course, ESPN NBA Insider, Hoop Collective Podcast, available on the ESPN app and wherever you get your podcasts. It's phenomenal today with McMahon and Bontemps, an immediate reaction to this three-way deal yesterday that saw by Wendy's account, potentially two Hall of Famers traded, a former number one overall pick traded, all-star, etc. Let's discuss the other part of this. It's impossible to grade a trade 24 hours after the fact anyway, but with the Drew Holiday element to this, I don't know, Wendy, that we can grade the Portland part of it yet. I also don't know that we can grade the Phoenix part of it yet because we don't know where Drew Holiday goes. And if he goes to another Western Conference team, Phoenix may not have as good of a shot as they did a day ago before this trade. Tell us about the Holiday part of this. I'm 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 putting myself in danger of being mocked, but I honestly think that where Drew Holiday ends up could have a bigger impact on the title chase than than Dame going to Milwaukee because Milwaukee was already, in my view, a top three title contender. They're still a top three title contender, and Drew Holiday is now going to be on sale. And what I mean by that is, if you tried to trade for Drew Holiday two two days ago, it was going to take a star player and draft picks. Okay. Now you can probably get him for just draft picks. That appears to be what Portland wants, potentially a young player, but you're going to be able to get him for, mu- for much cheaper and the Blazers want to sell him. That means if you're a team like Boston, if you're a team like Miami, New York, the Clippers, um, even Philadelphia, all of those teams are now all of a sudden potential Drew Holiday teams. You know, just look at a team like Milwaukee, Boston, for example. The Boston Celtics, you would say, boy, they had a bad day yesterday because they, they just saw Dame Lillard come into the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it's going to be a, a challenge to beat the Bucs in a series. But Drew Holiday gave the, the Celtics all kinds of problems, all kinds of problems with the way he defended. And if you're able to then acquire Drew Holiday and come out of that with Drew Holiday, not on one of your rivals, and then you have him, the, the Celtics will be turning handsprings. Um, I don't know if the Heat can do business with the Blazers after the way this negotiation went with Dame Lillard, but if they were able to acquire him, it would be incredible putting him what they've got on that roster. Think about him with the Clippers, uh, with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That perimeter on defense, assuming health, would be impenetrable. So Drew Holiday's destination to me is incredibly important for this NBA season. Any one of those places he goes. You're rechanging the title odds. I wouldn't, if you 100% believe in the Bucks that we're going to win and you want to make a bet, I would say don't do it. Wait until you see where Drew Holiday goes because the Bucks odds might change and get a little bit uh, higher because uh, of the change that Drew Holiday uh, might mean. Wendy's unbelievable. I could talk to him every day, all, every <laughs> segment of every day. Phenomenal job, Wendy. If you want more of Wendy, of course, Hoop Collective Podcast available on the ESPN app. Thank you so much for your time, Wendy. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, Sirius XM80, ESPN app, and all of our great ESPN stations across the country. You can be a part of the Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line by calling 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776 with who you think won this deal between Milwaukee, Phoenix, and Portland. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. I think Ronald Acuna Jr. is maybe the most fun name to say in all of sports. Okay. He's actually one of the most fun players to watch He's in all of sports. He's got it all. He's That's unbelievable. But Ronald Acuna Jr. I enjoy saying that for some reason. Now how does that work with him and Matt Olson? Who wins MVP this year? Ronald Acuna Jr. That's him? He Just wins because it? it's more fun to say. Does he win it? Sure, why not? I'm yeah. just asking. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- boy, there's a lot of championship or bust kind of things. They're a championship or bust thing in baseball right now. I mean, we know where the Milwaukee Bucks are, and Brian Windhorst just joined us. If you missed any of it, you can listen back to our podcast on the ESPN app where you hear us singing without music. Um, <laughs> now, uh, Wendy said something very interesting because during this entire time of the Dame rumors, we all thought, okay, Miami's going to get him. Miami is where he wants to go, et cetera, et cetera. We may all, including me as a Heat fan, we may all have overstated this. Take a listen to what Wendy had to say about the Miami connection or lack thereof with Dame. I don't think that Jimmy and Bam were ever really close to him. And I know that it looked like that was a good fit, but I don't think that the Heat and the Blazers really talked for almost three months. I think they talked at Summer League, didn't connect, and I don't think they ever had another serious discussion based on my understanding. And I don't know if that's a Heat issue or if that's a Blazers issue or it's just one of those things in the human condition. I don't think it was ever going in that direction. Such an interesting thing because... We don't know how this works as non-general managers. You as a player, obviously, CC, know more about it than we would. The assumption us outside looking in would be if you want someone, you call the person who has that someone, the team that has that someone, mm-hmm. as much as possible to try to get him. That said, we're talking about Pat Riley. It's not like it's his first day on the job. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing here. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to get the most value for someone that you have that you're looking to move, again – common perception would be you're calling every team every day what do you got what do you got what do you got and obviously that's not what happened no that's not what happened and the communication between these two broke down now presumably it's because that under the surface you're thinking that the Miami Heat had some kind of you know inside track to being able to land Dame since Dame said that that's the only place that he'd be willing to go remember it prompted the NBA to send a memo to the players you and saying that this kind of behavior is not going to be allowed they're not going to tolerate that when you essentially force teams into doing things and making decisions that they don't want to make so I think that's why Portland took a hard line stance when it came to trying to do anything with Dame and sending him to Miami 
But it does still feel like a situation where they cut their nose off despite their face because that's one less team that you have to negotiate against when it comes to fetching the best offer when you actually do trade him. Yeah, I think this is just really indicative of how pervasive what players want and them being able to get what they want has been in the NBA because Wendy's saying they haven't had serious discussions in three months yeah. and that it was never really close to happening, yet externally we're like, but that's where Dame wants to go. And this is what happens in the NBA when superstars want their way out and they have a preferred destination it usually happens that way so I think it's interesting to see how this might shift that a little bit now that Portland took a patient and a hard approach in getting what they wanted and I'm curious to see whether or not players are taking note to this too because Mm -hmm. in the age of player empowerment we're seeing guys become more sensitive to having control and having leverage especially when they get into the twilight of their career is this now a situation where players, along with having max contracts, demand no trade clauses if for no other reason they have even more leverage if and when they decide they want out, i.e. what happened with Bradley Beal, him deciding that he wanted to go to the Phoenix Suns this offseason? I think that's one of the things that we have to watch out for because it's clear that NBA governors, the owners, are pushing back. Now it's curious to see what that is met with from the player side. And they won't get that. That's I mean, you know, they're not going to get the no trade clause. It's just not going to happen. Um, because we saw what happened with the Bradley Beal thing. You get nothing in return when you're going to have a trade like that. And that's, but, if you, but if you have no choice in trying to sign right, a player, so I think that's that's where it comes down to. It's the to. top 1%. It's, yeah. the, it's Giannis saying to the Bucks, all right, I'll sign the extension, but I need the no trade clause. Exactly. Which is fine. I, I would but do that, that. But, that, but those are the players that do the that NBA, for Bradley Beal, But that, those are the players that, that they're ultimate. well, if they're watching the Wizards, you do that, because what else did you have? I would rather so, I mean, have nothing at that point. But I guess that's my point, though. When yeah. we start talking about the superstar players, the guys that are in the conversation for all NBA top 15, top 20, their skill set is going to allow them to demand that in contracts. I'm just wondering if they're willing to pick that hill to die on based on what happened with Dame because there was no player that was more loyal to the soil than Damian Lillard was to the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And if we're keeping it a buck, this is a move that the Trailblazers should have made a couple of years ago instead of doing this in 2023. This should have happened in 2021 when they decided they were going to move off of the C.J. McCollum and having those two paired up as a tandem. They didn't, and then they were forced to do something that they didn't want to do, essentially you know, not having as many people in the marketplace willing to give them top compensation for a player of Dame's ilk. 100%. Let's play two more clips from Wendy here because they're really interesting. He talks about Dame impacting the Bucks' title chances and that it's not as much as maybe we would think. The big thing to me is, as happy as Giannis might be with this transaction, does this mean he's now going to extend? Because if he's not extending, then the Bucks are in the same situation that they were in, which is win this year or start to sweat. And they've basically just doubled, quadrupled down on that position. I applaud them. They listened to what Giannis said and they pushed all their chips in. They already had like 99% of them and they went even harder. I admire that. But I'm not sure that this trade materially changes the pressure situation that they had on their plate. And he also talked about the person in this deal that actually could impact the title chances more than Dame Lillard. I honestly think that where Drew Holiday ends up could have a bigger impact on the title chase than Dame going to Milwaukee because Milwaukee was already, in my view, a top three title contender. They're still a top three title contender. And Drew Holiday is now going to be on sale. And what I mean by that is if you tried to trade for Drew Holiday two, two days ago, it was going to take a star player and draft picks. Now you can probably get him for just draft picks. That appears to be what Portland wants, potentially a young player, but you're going to be able to get him for, mu- for much cheaper and the Blazers want to sell him. So Drew Holiday's destination to me is incredibly important for this NBA season. Any one of those places he goes, 
you're rechanging the title odds. I think it's a really interesting point and a really smart point by Wendy because if we look at it this way, if I said to you two days ago before this deal, do you think the Bucks could win a title this year? I think both of you would have said, yeah, mm-hmm. of course they can. They have mm-hmm. Giannis, they have a great team, they've done it before, et cetera, right? If I said to you two days ago, do you think the Clippers could win a title this year? Would you say yes? No. No. If I told you that Drew Holiday ended up on the Clippers without having to give up Kawhi and Paul George, do you think the Clippers could win a title this year? No. But I don't think Paul George and Kawhi Leonard can stay healthy. Okay, so so I might then, be in a minority. For right, that. but their chances increase. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if I said to you, he, do you, you, I would assume you think the Warriors can win a title this year. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So he doesn't increase there. Do you think the Celtics can win a title this year? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. Do you think the Sixers, as constituted? No. no. If I put Drew Holiday on the team and I took James Harden off the team, do you think they could win a title? Yeah, I feel a lot differently about a the lot Sixers. Better. That's what Wendy's saying, right? Yeah. It's that it's you actually you see, even Miami. Do you think they could win a title right now? Obviously not. You don't think that. Yeah, but if you got Drew Holiday to replace Gabe, you'll start Vincent, to think yeah, about it yeah, differently, no doubt. And that's what he's saying is that the Bucks were already great. So if if they were, I guess, and you would know this better than we would, Cece, an A level team moving to an A plus may not be as great of a margin as a B level team moving to an A. Yeah. And I think that's what he's probably saying there, right? Because the Bucks were probably A to go into A plus. I would. Yeah, think. yeah, I'm with you on that one. I mean, think about it. If you have the leadership intangibles to go along with the skill set that Drew Holiday does in Boston, now that they've added Kristaps Porzingis to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I mean, how could you not look at that team as being eye to eye with the Milwaukee Bucks? I mean, they're literally right there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's the difference that Drew Holiday can make. And I'm curious to see where this ends up going. There are a lot of teams that are in win now mode that'd be more than happy to offer draft picks way into the future to get a player that can help them in the here and now in Drew Holiday. So, yeah, I, I love the player. I love the skill set. But more importantly, when you're trying to win a title, the, the margins between those title-contending teams are so small that those leadership intangibles matter. Think about how Boston falls apart every year when we're talking about them getting to the conference finals. Having a leader like Drew Holiday that's been there, that's done that, got the T-shirt and the hat, that makes a difference. Was there ever a point in your career, and I know football is different, where you thought, okay, I may get traded? Like I may be in the same kind of situation, or that happened at a left field. Could my name be in the mix again? It's a lot different in football because <laughs> nah, I never, nah, I never did that. I never thought about that. <laughs> never, never thought about. Did you that. ever think you could get cut? Never thought about that either. But that's the reality of the NFL. You're gonna get cut at some point, especially if you're making a lot of money. But you never that never impacted you. You. Ne- you never think about it, man. You don't think that you're gonna be that guy. Think about it. It's so hard to get to that level. And you've defied so many odds in order to have that opportunity. You never think you're going to be the guy that's going to fall victim to being traded or being cut. But it happens to everybody. Yeah, don't you have to have the confidence to think that yeah, you're you never, never the guy about, you never that's going to get it. cut? You, you I mean, I guess because Drew Holiday literally spoke to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel two days ago and talked about how he wanted to finish his career in Milwaukee. And when he was eligible to sign a contract extension, which would have been in February in Milwaukee, he wanted to sign it and finish his career. He got traded the next day. Yeah, people in hell want ice water. They don't always get what they want. I mean, that's just <laughs> what it is. Like, that's, it's understood. So it doesn't really have to be said. But you never allow that to get into your mindset as a player. You just think about the opportunity that you had, and I'm sure he's getting ready for the season. We're talking about them being in training camp now, and he's thinking he's going to be a Milwaukee Buck, and that's not going to happen. But he is going to have an opportunity to be on a title contender, which is why it's not all bad for him. Just like Dame not going to Miami is not all bad for him either. We'll see. Uh, coming up, have the expectations of the Green Bay Packers changed? They play tonight, Thursday Night Football. We'll dive into that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Loma Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. You're listening to us, hopefully, on one of your great ESPN stations across the country on the ESPN app, Sirius XM80, watching us on ESPNU. By the way, does Dame Lillard, we talked so much about Taylor Swift going to the Jets game this week against the Chiefs to be with Travis Kelsey. Does Dame show up Thursday night football tonight? Does he go to Green Bay to watch the Packers go to Lambeau? No. Dame's not there. <laughs> I don't know. No period. Dame, Dame's not there. Full stop. You want to talk about getting the support of the state that you're in? I don't Dame think he Lillard needs it. shows Man, up in Dame, a Packers Dame, jersey Dame tonight. trying to get the support from his wife and his family just to make sure, hey, I know we thought we was going to Miami. Hard stop, hard left turn, we're going to Milwaukee. There's a real di- big difference. The only similarities is that the both cities start with him. That's where they begin and end. <laughs> like, it's a completely different thing from a lifestyle standpoint, telling your family we're going to set up shop in South Beach versus Milwaukee. I don't think Dame needs to win the favor of anyone in the state of Wisconsin. He's done that with his resume. No doubt. I'm just he ain't going to be at the game tonight. I don't think he's going He ain't going to be at the game tonight. I understand, yeah. but I'm just telling you, from living in Wisconsin, going to the University of Wisconsin, if Dame Lillard were to show up tonight in a Jordan Love jersey, people would flip. They would absolutely the same way we saw with Rodgers going to the Knicks games and the Rangers games. It was it was a great move by him. Just throwing that out there. But we do have Lions and Packers tonight. I want to make a statement that is a fact that we always forget and we just ignore. Jared Goff started a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw that out there. We seemingly always forget that they're two and one this year. They were a big buzzworthy team going into the season. Lions have some hope. Packers, people were writing off, and after tonight, they could be 3-1, first place NFC North. Jordan Love, heck of a start to his starting career, better than the game he started at Kansas City where his mom was put basically in the last row. Right. God forbid, almost falling out of the stadium, She's which is ridiculous. Rafters. Yeah, absurd. But you got to give both of these teams, and I know it's three games, a lot of credit for how they've started so far this season. Oh, no doubt. And, I mean, with the Green Bay Packers breaking in a new quarterback, Jordan Love, after dealing with back-to-back legends at Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, it was always going to be a tall task. But I think Matt LaFleur has done a great job. It's been a really quiet offseason in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And so while I am surprised at how well Jordan Love has played, I'm not surprised that the Green Bay Packers are in this situation. Now, the Detroit Lions, this is table stakes. I mean, for the first time in God knows how long, they're favored to win their division. I mean, the last time that happened was 30 years ago when it was called the NFC Central, not the NFC North. So, huge expectations. How they handle that would tell us a lot about what the upside of this team was going to be. But I think the bigger surprise between the two teams has to be the Green Bay Packers, and I think this game tonight 
feels bigger for the Green Bay Packers in terms of being able to not only prove to the rest of the football world, but to prove to themselves that they belong on this kind of stage and they belong with the other teams that are considered leaders in winning their division. And I think that the pressure is certainly higher for the Detroit Lions because the Packers have been there, because the Packers have been the class of the division for so long, because the Packers have been there and done that, and the Detroit Lions haven't. This is a team that, for the first time in a long time, is favored to win the division. And you do that by going out and beating teams like the Green Bay Packers, who historically have had your number. I'm I'm thinking about this this Goff thing for a second. Okay. Is he the most forgotten about, oh, yeah, he started a Super Bowl at the quarterback position guy in our lifetime? Like, are there other guys that we look at and we're like, wait, that guy started in a Super Bowl? Stan Humphreys? Wasn't he the starter for the Chargers? He was the starter the for the Chargers. Cowboys? I mean, Trent Dilfer was the starter for the Baltimore I don't think we Ravens. forget about that. I'm going to tell you why. What? Because people go to the, oh, you think Super Bowls are all that matters? Is Trent Dilfer better than Dan Marino? People always do that, right? Okay. Right? So I think we're reminded of that. And Super Bowls do matter for those that are graduated into Hall of Fame categories. Uh-huh. Right? So if you're going to compare Marino and Elway, I'm fine if you bring up Super Bowls. Jake DeLone, Carolina Panthers. Great one. Yeah. Nobody remembers that he started no. a Super Bowl. No. Right? There are just some of those guys that we look at and we're like, wait, Jimmy G started a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. He's, Jimmy, he's I think one. Jimmy G is better than those guys, though. Certainly better looking. <laughs> Give him a round of applause. Give him a round of applause. Welcome. Welcome to being real. There you go. I mean, who is the most forgotten about guy that started a Super Bowl? Like we never, but, but here's the God, thing. I we think, never I think, think, I think about I it. I think the reason why we forget about him is because Jared Goff is largely seen as a passenger on any team that he's quarterbacking. Nobody looks at Jared Goff as the reason why the team is going to get to the Super Bowl. They just look at him as but a quarterback that pick. won't get in the way of it. Yeah, he can be the number one overall pick, but I don't think anybody's going to sit here and say that Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, and they were in the same draft class. Mm-hmm. Nobody says that. So, I mean, I think it's a situation where we want to see it from golf when the moment matters the most. Can he step up? Can he make those around him better? It's crazy to think Jared Goff has as many game-winning drives as Justin Herbert does. And Justin Herbert has been through two coach, well, a coaching change already on the verge of another one, and we're talking about him being in the league four less years than Goff. So I think that's where we point to the different metrics, how we measure quarterback play, and we say Jared Goff is cool. He's cool, but I don't know if he's going to be the reason why you win a championship. He deserves a lot of credit for what he's been able to do in Detroit, and I think that part of the reason why we forget him or overlook him is because the Rams shipped him off. And you're like, oh, well, if Sean McVay, who's this offensive mind, doesn't think Jared Goff is good enough, or if they think that he's in some way precluding them from winning and they need to go out and get Matthew Stafford, then why should we think he's so good? I think that's a great point. And at the time, he got shipped off to Detroit, a place where it felt like it might be um, purgatory for him in a lot of ways. And Mm -hmm. Dan Campbell certainly has turned the tides there and got the team believing and, and got them in a different place. But I think at the surface we look at it being like well the Rams didn't want him so we don't think of him as being a guy that could go out there and win a Super Bowl uh, in a stunning development Nuno our producer diehard lifelong Giants fan puts in my ear Kerry Collins is a guy that we forgot mm. about right oh yeah that's that Super Bowl with the Giants. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. but I'm just looking at some just Super Bowls right we had a Super Bowl 2002 of the Bucks and the Raiders with Brad Johnson and Rich Gannon I know that Rich Gannon won MVP that year but those aren't like iconic uh oh, you're right. No, Brad Johnson was one of my teammates in Dallas. Continue. Okay, yeah, no, I mean it's like not <laughs> iconic players that right. were in a Super Bowl. We don't ever talk about the fact that Kaepernick was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. We There's don't. obviously a lot of other things we do talk about with with Chris Chandler. 
Atlanta Falcons. Would never have remembered that he was in a Super Bowl until I looked this up. I just want to point this out because as we're looking at this game tonight, I think that Jared Goff went from overrated to now underrated. Right, I think he was overrated because really is he the number one overall pick? As CC said, there was a guy drafted in the fourth round in Dak Prescott that's probably better. He's not a bus driver. He's a passenger. Well, you know what? Sometimes having a passenger, if you have weapons around you and a good defense, it's really all you need. We've discussed the idea that the, the Kansas City Chiefs this week should treat Patrick Mahomes as a passenger. Don't do too much. You don't need to. You're playing the Jets. Yeah, but I guess the whole point is you don't go from being a team outside of the playoffs to being a team that wins the Super Bowl without elite-level quarterback play like that's hard to do understood you know what I'm saying so like I mean it's different with the San Francisco 49ers and they've had quarterbacks that are interchangeable but this has been a franchise that's been in the conference championship game three out of the last four years so it is a different scenario altogether when we talk about the prospects of them getting to and winning a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy versus the Detroit Lions who have won exactly what zero playoff games in the last 30 years it's a situation now it's like okay you're expected to win the division we're saying you're going to host a home playoff game should we take you seriously in terms of going on a deep playoff run the answer is probably going to be no especially when you measure them against the Philadelphia Eagles the San Francisco 49ers which seem to be the class of the conference so that's why I have a hard time buying into Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions going on this magic carpet ride now anything can happen and this team has a lot of good pieces. But I, again, I, I, I put a ceiling on what the Detroit Lions can be this year because of Jared Goff. Not a lot of other reasons. But CC, his name in this case hurts him. Because if I said to you blindly, hey, there was a quarterback last year who's in his 20s, I believe, early 30s. Mm-hmm. He started 17 games. He had 29 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. He threw for over 4,400 yards and had a 65.1% completion percentage. When I put his name and tell you that's Jared Goff, it's like, well, he's not that good. But just based on what he's done in Detroit, he's actually been very good for I'm them. I'm not saying he's not a I good know, quarterback. I know. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I just think as we head into tonight, we forget this guy is actually pretty so good. So you think Jared Goff is a top 10 quarterback through the first three weeks? I'm no, asking a question. No, I don't. Okay. I All don't. Right. But I think he's on that list of guys like, oh, yeah, he went to a Super Bowl. Maybe at some point he could actually do it again if the right guys are around him. I'm acknowledging that. He's the guy that if the right guys are around him, they could do it. It's Unsportsmanlike. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.